Put yourself out there. Don't be secret. Start maybe with your friends and family, whatever, but you gotta put yourself out there. Marketing is huge and legit real marketing. Don't do what everyone else is doing. Put your all into it, put your heart into it, and, and you're going to make it. Are you ready to revolutionize your credit repair business? Welcome to Credit Repair Junkies, the ultimate podcast for credit repair entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Bruce Palatano, seven-figure serial entrepreneur and author. Each week, we'll dive deep into battle-tested strategies, uncover the latest industry breakthroughs, and reveal insider tips that will put your business light years ahead of the competition. If you're ready to grow your credit repair business, head to creditrepairjunkies.com forward slash go to watch my free training. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Credit Junkies podcast. Today, I have Amber and Juan with the Credit Couple as a guest. Welcome, guys. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having us. Awesome. So I'm looking forward to, to our conversation today. Uh, learn a little bit about you guys' story into, into the credit repair industry and what the ride has been like for you guys. So I'm excited to jump right in. Sounds good? Sounds great. Okay. Awesome. So tell me a little bit, how long have you guys been in the credit repair industry? We've been in the industry since summer of 2019. So we are about to hit the end of our fourth year. Oh, that's awesome. So summer of 2019, um, you guys got into the industry. What were you doing before? Like what was life like before being in credit repair? So we kind of had a, a different story. We were teachers. I was a high school science teacher. I'm a big science nerd and you were PE. elementary PE. He likes the little kids that are terrifying to me. Yes. Being honest, we weren't making ends meet. It was one of those things where you pay your credit card or you pay your light bill. All of our money, we worked in very low income districts. Our money was going back into our classrooms. We were broke. And we went back to school for cybersecurity because, you know, everyone wants to be rich, right? We looked where the money was. It was IT. Um, we went and got, went to school got our certificates, our degrees, and um, I can't sit in a cubicle. Mm. And I also cannot work in an industry, and this is, I mean, just me personally, I can't work in an industry where I'm not personally helping someone else. It's, mm -hmm. It is my, it's, it's my DNA, it's in my makeup. I have to be doing something that when I go home and put my head on the pillow at the end of the day, that I feel like I did something right. We were finishing up school, looking at internships, doing all of that good stuff, and we were actually working at a restaurant. A guy came up to us and asked about our credit. Uh, he was obviously in the industry and he was a, a patron of the restaurant. And I said, oh, you know, I, I quit credit a long time ago. My score is about 400 and yeah. I'm just not in that game anymore. I'm not going to do it. And he, he kind of got me to talking and, and it was he was telling me, you know, about the educational component of credit and how there's just a huge lack of education and it kind of caught my attention. So that's kind of how we fell into doing credit repair was that one weird conversation at a lakeside restaurant um, where he basically just put me on to the fact that credit did involve education and it did involve an education that we are not giving people in schools. Mm -hmm. um, and it went from there, I guess. That's crazy. So you guys are teachers barely making ends meet. Decide to go back to school to get a degree in the industry that you fear you're going to make money, cybersecurity, right? And from there, you're working at a restaurant and some random dude talks to you about credit and the education piece, since you're a teacher, it resonated with you. Yes, very much. Yeah. What about you, John? What was your experience like? I was I was really busy working on, you know, my table. So I didn't, you know, actually know what was going on until after he was already gone and she came up and told me you know, kind of gave me the spiel of everything. And um, I was like, you know, it, it's 
a little different than what we're used to, but yeah. I'm willing to try it, you know, if you are. Yeah. So they just kind of, you know, went from there after that. And, you know, we're here now. I think the intention at first was just to have a side hustle mm-hmm. and fix our credit. I mean, yeah. we we never would have dreamed that we would be sitting here on a podcast today talking about our business that we've built over the last four years. You know what's crazy? Why credit repair? Right? I mean, you, can, you guys could have started a business doing XYZ, anything else, right? Well, you could have started your own uh, restaurant or a catering company or private tutoring. You guys are teachers, right? Like, you could have started so many different types of businesses. Why did you go all in and decide that credit repair was going to be the business that you were going to launch? I think credit repair picked us on that night. We did not even have entrepreneurship really in our our life plans. Mm-hmm. The reason why it stuck is honestly being able to help and educate people. Mm-hmm. Seeing that there is a huge lack of that in our society and knowing that I could actually help people to get into homes, to get their cards, to help. We, we were at a high school yesterday. We, did, uh, we talked to high school seniors, got their credit started. Kids that are now have a established basis to to get their credit going, and for us to be able to do those things, that's what has really taken us from oh, this might be something that's cool to do mm-hmm. to I go in and this is this is what I want to do. Develop a passion for it because there's a purpose behind it, and you guys quickly were able to find your purpose in it. Right, and it's just it's that feel good, and that maybe maybe a little selfish, I guess, but it's that you know. I know at the end of the day, I've done right by my clients. Here's a problem that I find in the credit repair industry a lot is that um, people just get sold the dream. You know, come in, all you need is a cell phone or a laptop and a million dollars is on your path, right? And in reality, they come into the industry with that mindset of chasing the money, right? Don't get me wrong. Everybody's in business to make money. But when that's your primary focus is making the money, you lose out on the purpose of your business. And for you guys, it's really interesting because it was backwards. Like you came in, man, there's a purpose in this. Like we're going to educate people. It's lacking in the school system. Like we were part of that. And now you get to be a solution to that problem. So having your purpose in your business be the driving force behind it. Tell me a little bit how that has impacted the income. To be honest, when we first came in this, um, I'm not going to mention any companies, but we came in through that man. We came in on a company and we knew our vision, but we were very naive as far as business. One hundred percent naive. I mean, you're talking to a science star and a PE coach here. Yeah. We came into this business, and while our ideas were pure, the mm-hmm. company that we came in under it was very much sell you the dream. You're going to be millionaires. You need mm-hmm. to build this team. You need to do all this stuff, and that's not what I'm here for. Yeah. So. In my head, I'm just going to continue to do this and I'm going to continue to do my clients right. But it soon became apparent that when the company is about that million dollar dream and not the client, the client is not getting the services that they need. So we struggled because when you're not when you're under a company that is doing things for the wrong reasons, Mm -hmm. um, it it quickly becomes apparent. But at this during this time, I still had the passion. Now, now, now the passion is ignited. Now I've got to remedy. So we're just learning everything we can. We were getting as much information. Every time a client had a question we couldn't answer, I dug and asked questions and made phone calls until I found the answer. Yeah. Eventually, I was like, you know what? We got this. Yeah. 
y'all need a company doing this for their own gain mm-hmm. and then getting us pennies out of it. And besides, we're in the broke stage again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm unwilling to build teams and be cheerleader mm-hmm. and do all this. So we just need to do this. And that's yeah. when we decided, you know, um, do or die, we're, we're going to make this leap and, and build this our own. And since we've taken over for our own and we're allowed to, we have the freedom to do the things for our clients that we want to do and and dispute for them the way we want to dispute and fight for them the way we want to fight and put them on the credit builders we want to put them on. And, you know, really yeah. our way, the income, the first half of 2022, we had, and don't ask me how we survived. Mm-hmm. We made $1,000 together. In the first half of 2022. <laughs> the second half of 2022 once we broke off on our own and decided just we're 100 percent on our own we made eight times that nice you see how did you learn to start your own credit repair business because starting a credit repair business requires two things right you need to know the, uh, the the business like how to incorporate and legal entities and all that but then also the service right like how do you fix credit? How do you provide customer service? How do you sell it? How do you do all these things, right? So there's a business side of it and then there's a knowledge side of it. How did you guys learn both? As far as the business side, when we decided to do this on our own, we fell flat on our face every single day for, okay, we still fall flat on our face every day and it's been months. I do too. And it's been 11 years. (laughs) Um, And I am a big advocate for failure. Through the other company, the one thing that we had was we had a great mentor. Um, he's become family to us now. And and he gave us not only, we walked in with a good work ethic, but he taught us how to network. Okay. He, he told us every day, you have to ask questions. You ask a million questions. You reach out to everyone. I was telling the students yesterday, when you go into any industry, if it's a multi-billion dollar producer in this industry and you have a question, ask. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't try. Um, we have asked... So many questions. We've built relationships. We we do read a lot, but I will say, you know, you were talking about getting good information on credit. Mm-hmm. Social media is insane, and most of it is partially true to incorrect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would go in and do my research. I do believe that learning the FCRA is very mm-hmm. important, and you have to be a lifetime learner. Someone asked me the other day about starting credit business, and she said, well, where do I go to learn all of this? And I said, there is no... You can't go to the university and, and get a degree yeah. in credit. You can't go get your associates in credit repair. Yeah. It, you really have to seek out and find information and then decide if, if it's true or not. Yeah. And you know, there are some times that we try things. We we had someone tell us how to fix bankruptcies and, mm-hmm. and we tried it and it wasn't working for us. Mm-hmm. But we took that knowledge and combined it with knowledge from somewhere else, from someone else we trusted. Mm-hmm. And in doing that, we were able to put together a good plan for us. Yeah. Trial and error, um, failing forward, right? You say you're being happy for failing. I would say the only reason we survived in this business is number one, we ask all the questions. Mm-hmm. And we have built a network of people around us that can help us seek out the answers if they don't have them. There are some very, <clears throat> excuse me, some trusted people that I trust. YouTube, social media that that do give great information, but mm-hmm. I still yeah. I don't take anything and just run with it because not only could it be incorrect, but mm-hmm. information repair changes. It does monthly. It there's there is something new that we have to learn. 
I learned the same way. So back when I got started in 2012, um, social media wasn't as uh, filled with information on credit repair as it is today. So I had no choice other than to hit the books, right? Really try to figure this out. And I used to go to the events, right? Back in the day, like there used to be really great events like every year for, for the credit repair space. Um, and those events were awesome. You know, networking with other companies who were successful and ahead of me, like really helped me build my own business too. Um, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you verify, you fact check everything that you hear from someone else, right? Like, well, they told me this. Well, let me go make sure that's correct. And I just take them at their word, right? You take everything with a grain of salt. And nowadays, it's it's just filled with a bunch of incorrect information, right? And you, it's interesting what you said. Um, it's not like you can go get an associate's in credit affair, right? Like you can't go to school to learn this stuff. And over the last since November of last year, I've been working on putting together like a real deep comprehensive training on here is everything that you need to know to start a credit repair company directly citing sources so that it's not my word, right? It's like, here's what the FCRA says. Here's what CROA says. Here's what the state legislation says, right? Not here's what the CFPB says. And it's not, so it's not me. It's like, I'm just compiling the information. Like, here's the information. So I had to go in and find all this stuff and learn for myself, well, now I'm trying to make it available so that you don't have to go and lose weeks and months trying to find all this information for yourself, you know, because the industry needs good players. There's a ton of bad players out there. And that's why our industry has a bad rap, right? Like credit repair is a scam. Credit repair doesn't work. Credit repair is because of the, the bad players, right? For us to do things the right way, and we leave a good taste in our client's mouth, also, those aren't people saying credit repair is a scam and it doesn't work right? It's the ones who are getting the bad players to help them that get that. So I'm on a mission to really turn this around. Like I want our industry to to be an industry that's that's a good industry that people rely on, that people like, that when they think credit repair, they think it's going to help me, not it's a scam, you know? And that's a big goal of the Credit Junkies podcast is really to get people who are all like-minded to have the same vision and really just flood the industry with it so that others can see, wait, Credit repair really does work, but this is how it actually works. And it's not, oh, guarantee results, just file this fake uh, police report and this affidavit and we get everything off and then it comes back in 90 days. Like that's not the stuff that we want people to know about the credit repair space, right? So in you going out and learning all this information on your own and surrounding yourself with other like-minded people, would you say that that is really where the most, the biggest change, the biggest pivot in your business happened is when you really started doing it that way, as opposed to just what your company that you were working under was telling you to do? We actually, for um, part of the company that we were working under, we were building some training um, mm -hmm. and, and it was very basic. I mean, extremely basic training of understanding credit because most of the people working there don't understand mm -hmm credit poor, like much less disputing they don't understand yeah. credit for us it was it it was learning all of that and then taking that and and being able to use it uh -huh. had we just followed along with what everyone else was doing and learned the very bare minimum in order to sign a client up and then throw them to the wolves um yeah. we would have been it quickly and that's what i say about these scams i mean i think during covid the scams got crazy it, insane people had way too much time to think and these businesses are building up and they may make six figures that first year, but I work off of referrals. My clientele comes from people telling their friends because they're excited when they see their update or from my real to most of them, we've worked with them on their credit and now they're mm -hmm. sending us their clients. And I feel like us having that 
valid information. And when we go on social media, we I wouldn't say we have a huge social media presence. We have mm-hmm. maybe overall oh, a little over 100,000 followers. When mm-hmm. we talk to those people, they've gotten to know us well enough to know that we're going to give them the facts, even if the facts aren't pretty and flashy and what yeah. they want to hear. Yeah. Because sometimes the way to get your credit score increase is not a big trick. It's doing the work. And so I think that that trust and building that trust and knowing the actual information and not making it flashy and catchy and fast and all of that yeah. has built, it's established us with a great clientele. People appreciate honesty, right? They appreciate the truth over the flashy stuff that later on they find to be a lie, you know? And I think that when you're brutally honest with someone, they appreciate that. And a lot of people are afraid of being brutally honest with someone, thinking that's going to turn them away. But I've never seen that. I've never seen where my ethical, brutal honesty, like my my transparency, pushed somebody away. If anything, it brought them in closer, right? And if only people can get that through their heads, like, don't tell your clients, yeah, I'm going to get the repo off. Yeah, I can get the bankruptcy off. Be brutally honest about how the process works. That's how you're going to get them to trust you. You know, what do you know now that you wish you knew when you first got started? I wish I had understood, you know, I've always heard that you have to be mentally tough and, and have a lot of resilience to run a business. Mm-hmm. I wish I knew then how, you know, they say the little graph goes and yeah. then you slow. Um, and those, those, those lows, those are low. They're extremely low. And you, you have to keep fighting. I mean, as for sometimes I started here and some of those dips were like way down below where we even started. Um, and, and a thing that if your heart is in it, you'll make it. Mm-hmm. Surrounding yourself with good people. I think we were very naive and trusted a lot of people that maybe didn't deserve our trust. Mm-hmm. So keep your eyes open. Keep learning, verify everything for yourself and make sure that your heart shows. When we make videos on social media, we are not flashy. We're not throwing up 15 credit cards in front of our Ferrari. Um, We're sitting right here or or we're in our car with our back seat. And we we use that. A lot of people tell us you need to have a persona when you do credit. And you need to to stand in front of big buildings and in front of these cars. And I'm like, man, these people are going to get on the phone with me and they're going to figure out who I am real fast. Yeah. You need to be relatable, right? (laughs) Be yourself, whoever you are, because you're going to find your people. People by people. Like if I don't like you, I don't care how good whatever it is that you have is, I'm not going to get it from you. I mean, want it, I'll just get it from somebody else if I don't like you. So the first thing that people buy is the person. And- you can sniff out fake from a mile away. So when you're relatable and you're like, you're real, like you got your kids in the background, you're in your house, like you're you're real and you're relatable. Like I automatically trust you for that one fact alone. You know, the last thing I sell is is a is a service or a product, right? You sell yourself first, right? And when I say you sell yourself is you got to make sure that you can be trustworthy. You got to earn somebody's trust before you earn their money. And if I can't earn your trust, then I, I haven't earned the right to to earn your money yet. And in this, especially in this credit repair space where, man, we're dealing with people's finances, the livelihood, right? You guys struggle with the back credit. I struggle with back credit. It's hard, it's hard. It's hard, right? You're overpaying for everything. You can't live in certain places. And last thing you need is some other company to just scam you out of your money. Yeah. I would say one thing that we've actually been struggling with lately, get your business 100% legal setup Mm -hmm. before you get into this because once you get started you are so busy doing 
the business yep. that you will put your EIN, your LLC, your business done, getting your bookkeeper set up, making sure that everything gets deducted correctly. Yeah. You will miss, you'll put that right here, like to the side and it's always mm-hmm. in your head and stressing you out. But then when you go to do it, when you have to pull back, it's yep. awful. So yeah, that, that's one hint that people told me, oh, get your LLC. And I'm like, I'm not even a real business. I'm doing, I, I barely am making any money. Yeah. Uh, and then all of a sudden you're making money and you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. I don't have time <laughs> with all this. So I would say that's something that I wish I would tell people from the beginning is to start your business structure, no matter how simple, mm-hmm. get it started. Yeah. And it's easy. It's not hard. You just got to take the time to do it. It's not hard until you mess everything up by running your business for a few years without it. Yeah. Yeah. Juan, what advice would you have for someone who's looking to get started in a credit repair space? I would say to, you know, always be a student. Number one, you know, keep learning every day um, and to just try out different things and pretty much fail your way to the top. Yeah. That's great advice. What about you, Amber? Put yourself out there. Don't be secret. Start maybe with your friends and family, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you got to put yourself out there. Marketing is huge. And, yeah. and legit real marketing. Don't do what everyone else is doing. Put your all into it. Put your heart into it. And, and you're going to make it. If, if it were in- so easy, everybody would be doing it, right? right? Yeah, it's, I mean, you heard 2019. And I would just, in fact, we um, just got started with the student loans. Okay. We're just now to the point of expanding. We're yeah. just now, we're like, okay, I think this is going to be a successful business and ready to move forward. Um, I'm so happy that you said that you're looking into that course because, like I said, there is no course. There is no. And the ones that you that you see, they have some information in them. It is not comprehensive. It is mostly like, here's the letter you sent for this. Mm-hmm. This is what it looks like. And it's not giving you that background. I can't talk to a client and explain to them what I'm going to do for their credit when all I have is a book of letters. Correct. I need to understand what happens. And when they mm-hmm. come to me and they say, hey, it's been three months and my, my bankruptcy still not coming off, mm-hmm. I can give them legit information to explain to them the process, yes. how the process works, what could happen, what may happen. And that's so important. If I wasn't knowledgeable, I couldn't help my clients. Yeah, that's so true. I think the biggest difference, because there's a ton of people out there, you know, teaching others how to start a credit repair company. Like that's, there is a lot. The biggest difference, I think, in the program that we're going to release soon is our ongoing mentorship, right? It's I'm not just going to give you a course and then good luck, right? Like, no, there's going to be a mastermind is a, is a key component of that course where at least for the first 90 days of your business, you're going to have support and coaching through every single step of the way. And after that, if you still feel like you need, you want to be part of a mastermind, then you can continue being part of the mastermind, whereas a group of people helping each other, credible information, you know, weekly coaching, bring your questions, bring your clients, bring your situations. And as a unit, we all help each other out. I think that that's what's missing on on someone getting started because they're just left high and dry in the middle of the ocean and they don't know which way is north, south, east or west. And how do I get, you know, to land? I think that with this component of of the the mastermind and the and the coaching, it will really help people find their way and their path 
to growing their successful company. Because I don't want people to just get into the industry. I want people to get into the industry. I want them to be successful, right? There is 10 million people in the United States right now that need help with their credit. There's plenty of clients for everybody, right? Like the Dallas area where you guys are at is filled with credit repair companies, like overloaded with credit repair companies. But there's still enough for everybody to eat, right? Um, I feel like there's one or two other companies. We've actually been in contact with them before. Yeah. You know, like, hey, you had this client. W where do we get stuck here? Oh, yeah. that's in the back to you. You know, Operation um, over competition. That's how this industry succeeds. And I feel like that there's not really, I mean, I've never run into, oh my gosh, they're taking all of our clients. Mm -hmm. Everybody with someone. I've never felt that at all. How many clients are you guys servicing today? Between 250 and 300. And what is your goal? Like, what is your next uh, short-term goal? By the end of the year, by the end of 2023, I would like to have a pretty consistent around 500 clients. I would like to get to the point to where I am actually having people help to manage us. I mean, we're definitely going to get to a point where we can't do it ourselves. So yeah. that next step in growth is going to be bringing on and educating other people, which is where your course may come in, on the credit enough to where they can handle clients themselves, get them into our system. We are definitely growing. We we actually started doing taxes this year for our clients. So we're, we're trying to become more of a one-stop shop. We're doing yeah. taxes, doing the student loans, and really just to keep these clients coming in. But I would like to be at least at 500 consistent clients by the end of the year. So let's do this. If you guys hit it by the end of the year, you let me know and then we'll get you guys back on a podcast and we'll talk about that journey of achieving awesome. that goal awesome. and everything that you guys went through, the the wins, the losses, the difficulties, the hurdles, right? So we can really show people what what is possible and what this industry is truly like. Oh yeah. And I believe that anything is possible with this. Like I said, we've had some low spots and we took it slow and not having somewhere where we can go to get information that we knew was backed up, that we knew even just working with you guys, what we have so far, you know, we've done the automation, the outsourcing with you guys. I told Rob, I said, man, you know me, I've got my list of questions here. Yeah. And everything I ask, he's either, he either says, I'm going to get with Bruce on this, uh -huh. or here's the answer. And, yeah. and I know that Rob's going to get right back with me. Yeah. So having a resource available where I know that if I have a question or if I have a crazy idea, which is what mm -hmm. I hit Rob with today, it's, I know that, that your team is going to do everything. So I have full confidence that when a course comes out, yeah. this course is going to be completely comprehensive because what you have going right now, like I said, any crazy idea I have, Rob's like, you know what? We don't have that yet, but I'm going to make it happen. And that's our goal. Like we want to to really help. Like our our mission really is um, the industry. You know, if, it, if it's going to make the industry better, we're all for it, right? If it's crap, then we're all against it and we'll be very vocal <laughs> about it. You know, um, we want people to know that it is about the passion. It is about the client. And every company that has the client as a, the center of their business is a company that will succeed. Like it, it's a perfect, how, how do I succeed in credit repair? Care about your client. The more you care about the client, the more successful you will be because it's just a product of that, right? Like you, you talk about a referral business, man, you guys got 300 clients and it's like, how much do you? How much did you spend on Facebook ads last month? Zero. You, you know, so it's not one of those. It, it's scalable. You can make a great living, right? I mean, how many people would love to have 250, 300 clients? You know that they're operating, bringing in 20, 30k a month on from their home, right? Like that's that's the dream um, that people should buy into because it's realistic. You know, not oh, 
don't worry about everything else. Just come in and chase the money and everything else will work out. It's, it's the opposite, right? I have worked hard my entire life and I have never put in so many hours mm-hmm. as I put in as a business owner. Yeah. And every hour is worth it. You reap what you sow, right? Like if you're going to put in the hours, you're going to eventually, you're going to you're gonna reap all the, the investments that you're sowing into yourself, into your business, into your family. It's just a matter of time, right? Put me on a spot. Do you guys have any questions that you'd like to ask me? What made you decide to go from actually doing credit repair because that's where you started yep. to kind of coming up and, and helping all of us doing credit repair? The honest truth is I got burnt out. Um, my company grew, it grew a lot. Like we, when I, when I exited the company, we had about 7,000 clients and I just got burnt out because at the end of the day, yes, we were helping a lot of people, but we're still running a, a business where it's high demand. Like the clients are needy and rightfully so. So I got to the point where I was like, okay, I think I did this too much. Like it got too big for my own liking, you know? So I decided that, you know what, like I was able to achieve this great success for myself. I want to help others do the same. It's the saying that it's lonely at the top, right? But it's only lonely at the top if you're there by yourself. So I wanted to reach down and be able to find a way to help people and bring people up. And that's where I decided to focus on my time. I sold my company and I was like, I'm good at this. Like, clearly I know how to build a credit repair company. Let me help others do the same. And that's where, you know, we we started with, with credit repair junkies and the goal of credit repair junkies is to see other credit repair companies succeed. Like when I see others succeed, I'm happy. I'm not jealous. I'm happy, right? Like I want, that is our goal. Like what can we do? What training can we put out? What services can we put out? What products can we put out? What can we do to help others succeed? And I'll tell you, I have not gotten burnt out from doing that yet. I haven't. I can see me being there because I keep thinking about when you get to that point, you know, everybody kept, um, I think Rob even told me, he was like, you're an employee in your own business. You are currently an employee in your business and you've got to stop because that's not your role. Yeah. But I get to where I think about five years from now when I am the manager of a bunch of managers mm-hmm. and getting to that point and, and, you know, right now in my head, when I picture that I'm sitting on the beach, yeah, having a drink, watching my kids run around. But the reality is there's 22 other hours in the day and yeah. am I be bored and want to build. So I can see where you would get there. So you need your, you, you eventually get yourself a Rob, right? So when Rob started working with me three years ago, he was a 19 year old kid scooping ice cream. That was his job. Right. <laughs> I would have never thought that Rob was that young. Yeah. So, and I took him under my wing. I was like, look, I have this company. I'm about to blow this up. Do you want to come along for the ride? Like you're a smart dude. Um, we actually served in church together in the in the students' ministry, and that's how I met him. It was in church, so I knew he was a, a good person. He was ethical, um, and he was green and willing to learn. So I took him on. Rob now is my COO. He's credit repair junkie COO. He runs credit repair junkies. I don't lift a finger for anything. He took it and he's running with it, and he's doing great. I'm just here as support, right? And the quicker, the faster you do that the faster you'll buy back your time to do the things that you want to do, right? At the time when I hired Rob, my wife was pregnant with our first child. And I knew that when my daughter was born, I did not want to be working day in and day out, day in and day out, right? So I put in place systems and people 
to be able to afford me to do that. Right. And it's funny enough, um, my daughter came two weeks early and that was, it was on a Friday. And I told Rob, all right, Rob, it's go time. It's all you now. And from that day, he's been running with it on his own. And we switched roles where I was running it and he was following and learning. The day my daughter was born was the day everything changed. Like, all right, Rob, you run it and I'm behind you now if for anything that you need. You know, and I'll thank God, like, I'll never look back. Like if if one day Rob decides to to quit, I think I will shut down Credit Repair Junkies because, <laughs> that's, you know what I'm saying? Like you you get the right people behind you who, who see your vision, who agree with your vision, who are on your mission. And it's all it's all gravy from there. Like you just really are able to build an empire. You can't build an empire on your own, even if it's the couple, the two of you. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, If the two of you one day want to go on vacation to Paris for seven weeks, for seven days, then who's running the business? We are. We're there. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so it's about and that's where um, I don't know if you guys have seen my my website with my coaching program. It's from employee to CEO is what we teach in our in our one on one coaching. Like I teach you how to go from an employee to a business owner where you're self-employed all the way up until where you are CEO. A CEO of a company isn't licking stamps, isn't talking to clients as often, isn't like they're running a business, an empire from the top, you know, and everybody below, they're actually working in the business for you. When you get to the point where you're able to not get out of bed for a whole month and your business is still running, now you've made it to, to CEO because you put all the systems and all the people and all the processes in place. And that comes with time, right? That isn't something that you do six months in, a year in, two years in. It took me the better part of, of, you know, six, seven years to be able to even start building those processes and those people, you know, but you can't put the people in place if you don't have the process and you can't put the process if you're not doing the process yourself first, right? You can never tell somebody to do something. You have no experience in doing it yourself because how do you measure if they're doing it good or bad if you've never done it yourself, you know? So you guys are in, in a stage of your business where you're gathering all that experience, all that knowledge on the best way to do the thing. Once you've accomplished the best way of doing a thing, then you document it. You put an SOP in place and you create a process on exactly how to do that thing the best way that you've learned to do it. And then once you have that process, you can plug people into that process. And now you remove yourself from that process and let the person that you plugged into move forward with it. And you do that for everything. You do that for your marketing. You do that for your sales, for your customer service, for your processing, for your billing, for every aspect of your company. And next thing you know, you wake up in the morning, it's like, oh, wait, I don't have to do that. Johnny can do that. Well, I don't have to do that. Beth can do that. Oh, I don't have to do it because you have the people and the processes in place where you're able to finally remove yourself from it because that's the goal of entrepreneurship. Nobody wants to become an entrepreneur because they want to work for themselves their entire life. You want to build a business that is going to work for you, but that comes with time and you can't rush it. If you haven't built the processes, if you haven't done the thing yourself long enough, then you're not going to do it right and it's going to crumble on top of you. So don't rush it, but make sure that that's on your path forward. Right. Make sure that right. that is, hey, this is something that we're going to have to do. Let's start planning on when and how we're going to do it. That's really difficult for a top A personality. It is 100 percent. I'm the biggest control freak you will ever meet. Like I'm still CC'd in every email. Like if I showed you my, because I listen, I am a control freak and like I drive Rob nuts. I drive him crazy. I'm like, hey, Rob, it's like, yes, Bruce, I already did that three days ago. I'm like, oh, OK. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like it was extremely difficult for me to sign up with you guys, to hand that over. I, I really asked Rob, I, I swear I had like over 50 questions. No, I bet. 
And and he he sent me the best email and he literally just numbered them and answered everything I asked. But it was incredibly difficult to allow someone else to do anything for my clients. It is. And at the end of the day, it's like whether it was outsourcing it to our company, hiring your own employees, it's something that's necessary. It's a necessary evil because you can only grow at your limit. What happens once your limit is reached? 250 clients, that's a lot. Like you guys would be doing nothing other than disputing a customer service. Who's growing We've your business? Been it for months. For months. Who's growing your business, right? Like you'd have never gotten to where you are if you're still doing everything they needed to do in your business. So by outsourcing the the tedious work, the most time consuming work, you're able to buy back that time to be able to get where you guys are now and continue to scale. You know, but it's hard. It is so hard. And even if you hire somebody in-house, well, now you have to train them. You have to manage them. If they don't show up, you have to do it. So there's pros and cons to outsourcing versus hiring in-house, right? Outsource is like, if five of my processors don't show up today, that's my hot potato to deal with, not yours, right? But if your guy is sick for, for a whole week, then now you're back in your business again, you know? So there's pros and cons, but the point is, you have, I guarantee you that before you outsource to us, you did all of it yourself first, right? We were literally stamping, stamping, stamping envelopes, paper, printers, smoking. I mean, it was great. <laughs> I believe it. I burned down a few printers myself. <laughs> that's that's literal. I know what you mean. <laughs> but I do, I do believe what you said, though, in the fact that you do have to go through the trenches yeah. before you can move on. 100%. That's I'm never going to forget those days of us just literally piles of envelopes everywhere and taking like laundry baskets worth of envelopes to, to the post office. And, yeah. you know. and even once you start getting people to deal with the customers, like, you know what your clients are like, you know, the questions they ask, you know, when they're upset, when they're happy and how to deal with that. And it's like, you can't train someone on how to manage that if you've never gone through it yourself. It's not just theory. It's practical too. You got to have both experiences on a theory and on a practical side, because we know it's not always the same. You know, theoretically, the client should be ecstatic that you got 10 deletions, right? But the client may be upset because the 10 deletions dropped their credit score by 10 points. How do you navigate that? Yep. Right? How do you tell them that, yes, your credit score dropped 10 points, you got, you know, 20 deletions, that's a good thing. How do you teach somebody that? You know, it's unless you've gone through it yourself a few times, you can't train somebody on how to deal with that situation, right? Right, definitely. I think that I think we need we needed to go through the bad company. Yeah, we needed that experience because it opened up everything to us. We needed to struggle with getting clients. We needed to struggle with all of these things, and and that's why I said you know I I love failure because if we had not dealt with everything, I don't think we could grow. That's true, and you 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 learn from your mistakes, and you know there is there's a value in that. Right. There's a value in learning from your failures. There's also a value in in mentorship and coaching. So you learn from somebody else's mistakes. Some mistakes you you should make. You need to make. Some mistakes you should avoid if you could. You know, the ones that are just just gonna put you back and you didn't have to. You know, some things and it's like, how do you find a balance? How do you find a sweet spot on that? You know? And it's just through experience. It's just by going through it. It's like parenting. It's just it is. Thing. It is exactly like parenting, 100%. We may actually be interested in taking you up on the the one-on-one coaching yeah. too long because that that is definitely, and you know, you say people trying to get into the industry. I wouldn't say that we've made it. We're not at the pinnacle, mm-hmm. but we're at the point where we know we're going to make it. We are going to get there. And 
I still feel like, um, you know, I have someone who helps me at the business side and she's very well-versed in what to do there. And we have people that help us, you know, when we have a credit question and we have different things, but it's still a a one-on-one coach, a coach, someone who had been through it, been there, done that, that understands all of our frustrations put together. I think that would be huge for us. And I think that'd be huge for anyone. Like you said, that mastermind, just being other people that are in the same boat. I I think that that would be huge. I'm not a big team player. Mm -hmm. Never have been. Learned that about myself after going through the other company. That's not my, but just having good, close people that I can rely on is, Mm -hmm. is and accountability too is important. You guys have each other, which is great. I'm sure you guys hold each other accountable and in your business, but who's holding you guys accountable? Exactly. Who's pushing you guys? Who's like behind you, like pushing you up the hill to make sure you get there? That's important. When you re- you get up to a point in business where you plateau. You don't want to wait until you plateau to start looking for that somebody who's going to push you, right? You want somebody to push you while you're getting momentum. While you have the momentum, that's the best time to get somebody to push you. Because it's a lot easier to push you in your momentum than to push you when you're stagnant, right? You don't even know when you get stagnant. You don't. Like you wake up one morning, it's like, man. We had 250 clients six months ago. Like, what's going on? Right? By the time you realize it, it's not too late, but now you're working an uphill battle, right? With no momentum. And it's going to be that much harder. So while you have the momentum, while you gain, once you realize that you gain momentum, now is the time to act and to get that person that's going to be behind you, supporting you, holding you accountable, holding your hand and helping you from both sides, from behind and from the front. Right? And that's that's what a coach does. That's what a one-on-one coach mentor should do for you not try to sell you a bunch of crap that's just not no like they're invested in you and they're invested in your business for sure i think that that would be pretty invaluable to us and i think that that would have been invaluable to us more for the meaning like i think the mastermind for for beginners is is great i think if we had found a coach earlier in our business there's an telling where we could be. Again, yeah. you fail and you learn, and you, you ask the learn. questions. Yeah, you either you, when you fail, you uh, you never lose. You always learn. You never lose. You lose yeah. if you quit. If you don't quit, then you just learn and you keep going. Literally, like I said, first half of 2022 was twelve thousand dollars. Yeah, we should have homeless. Yeah. <laughs> I can think. I don't even know what to thank God for, other than just getting us through that time. Yeah, but you made it. But we our vision. Yeah. When your back is against the wall, man, you have no choice but to make it. Right? What, did you want to go back to teaching? Right? You, you want to go back to, to busting tables? Like, no. Like, once you get a taste for it, it's like, oh, yeah. Like, this is it. And we're going to make it. Whatever it takes. We have since been offered positions with companies making a lot of money. Um, yeah. Probably more than we're currently making. And I can't clock in again. Yeah. <laughs> once you're tasting it and you taste the freedom that you're able to get and it's like think about it like most people i don't know like i i would assume that most people like an individual or let's even say a family most families can survive off of a hundred thousand dollars a year right that's and nowadays with like with um how everything's just so expensive and inflation and all that i think a hundred thousand dollars a year is like is enough for a family to survive Right, not for them to be rich, but for them to to make ends meet, have a savings, right? Not just live paycheck to paycheck. I think that's that's a thing that that is true to say. And for you to make a hundred thousand dollars a year in credit repair, I mean, you have less than a hundred. You have eighty 
985 clients, you, you're making $100,000 a year, right? And then you, when you break it down into smaller goals, it's like 85 clients. Okay, so if I can get 10 clients a month, then that means that in a year, I should have about 120 clients. So man, that's that's doable. Like 10 clients a month, like that's that's not that's not bad, right? That's two, like what, three, four, three clients a week? Like you can do that, you know? And it's just a matter of, of a mindset. You know, people are afraid to take the leap because they're afraid of failure. And what you said is, is great advice. Fail forward. Because if you fail and you quit, then you fail. But if you fail and you don't quit, you have not failed. You have learned. And you got to keep going forward and you achieve that goal. So, man, I'm tremendously proud of you guys. Like your journey, your story is is very inspiring. Like it inspired me. I'm fired up. Like I want to go start another company right now just because of your story. Like it, it's really inspiring. Um, extremely proud of you guys. And I, I do say, I can say that you guys have made it only because you've learned and you've gotten the right mindset. Now it's just a matter of scaling. So keep going. Don't stop. And I'm along for the ride. I can't wait to see all the success that you guys are still going to be able to achieve. Thank you so much. Yeah, we appreciate it. Thank you for taking the time to join me on the podcast. And as soon as you guys reach that goal of the 500 clients, we'll get you guys back on here. and We'll talk about that journey. Sounds good? Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you, you too. Thank you. All right. Bye.